Hello, and welcome to the Words of Wellness podcast. I'm one of your hosts for today, Nick Bukarski. And I'm Molly Curley. I'm a wellness peer educator here, first year. I'm happy to be here. And today we are going to be talking about Red Watch Band 2.0. And now, Molly, what is Red Watch Band 2.0? Yeah, so Red Watch Band 2.0 is a little different than just Red Watch Band in that it incorporates a norming aspect. Um, so basically, it allows organizations on campus to use evidence-based practice um, and gain an accurate depiction of their members and their alcohol usage. Now, in that definition, uh, you mentioned norming. Yeah. What would norming be? So norming is the process of constructing norms or the typical performance of a group of individuals on a psychological or achievement assessment. It basically specifies data to meet the needs of an organization. Um, so this would specifically apply to Greek life clubs or campus organizations. And the idea that the positives of consuming alcohol or the buzz you get, the feeling of more being more comfortable talking to people, um, that would come between 0.01 and 0.06 BAC. So once you go over that point, the depressant aspect of alcohol takes over. So the norming aspect really just specifies the organization's um, drinking habits um, in regards to their members and can really you know, hone in on those evidence-based practices. That's very interesting to hear. And now when one usually thinks about drinking, a lot of people think of tolerance. And I was just wondering, how would tolerance impact one's drinking habits? Yeah, so um, tolerance is, in, in a definition, it's the degree to which your body has adapted to a given blood alcohol level. Um, this means that you need to drink more to become impaired, and the more you drink to impair, the higher your tolerance will become. Um, this could be obviously a pretty large problem because higher alcohol or other drug tolerance puts you at risk for increased health problems related to your use and developing an addiction. Um, but this is not a good thing to be able to hand more al- handle more alcohol because you'll keep chasing that buzz feeling and never reach it. And eventually you'll drop low into the second phase of the biphasic effect. Um, so with that, those who choose to engage in drinking, drinking patterns usually have to keep up with that buzz that they continuously fight for mm-hmm. um, to, you know, continuously reach it because the more you drink, the your tolerance kind of stabilizes, so you have to drink more to overco- overcompensate for that. That's interesting. I've also heard that biological sex is also a main factor in this. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, studies show that women eliminate alcohol from their bodies at a rate that's 10% greater than that of men. Um, So, however, women will, in most cases, reach higher BACs as their male counterparts that consume the same amount of alcohol. It's very, very interesting. Now, when we, again, think about alcohol, a lot of people think it's usually consumed. So what is the rate of consumption and how can that lead into very unsafe and unorthodox drinking patterns? Yeah, great question. Um, It really depends on the amount of alcohol consumed. So... You know, the faster you consume alcohol, your body lessens its ability to effectively eliminate. So then your BAC rises. Um, This kind of goes back into tolerance and how one's tolerance rises as the more they drink. Um, Same thing here. So um, this can really lead into serious unsafe drinking patterns because this also goes into things like binge drinking, um, which is consuming five or more drinks in one sitting for men. 
um, and then four or more drinks in one sitting for women. So it is different depending on the biological sex, which I find very interesting. Yes, that is also very interesting. And now this is just consumption and the rate of consumption in general, but are there any effects of heavy consumption? Yeah, definitely. Um, Typically with heavy consumption, it can lead to an increased risk of physical injury. Um, It can also lead to significant mental and emotional effects that can have lasting impacts on one's life. Um, It also has the potential of death due to inhaling fluids fluids that have been vomited. Um, And then you can also, alcohol can also get backed up and not filtered, um, which can lead to mental confusion and even a coma, which is the worst case scenario. So we want to do everything we can to avoid that. Right, and uh, the effects of too much consumption, especially having consumption one would, uh, it's hard not to think about what a blackout could result from that. Right. Yeah. Um, blackouts. Well, these are typically when you're unable to remember events that have taken place, but continue to be conscious during that time. Um, this is a pretty common occurrence among among college aged kids as well. Um, it occurs basically when people consume enough alcohol to infer with brain functioning. Um, so if you are binge drinking and you have too much you can experience effects of a blackout, which typically look like um, unable to see, um, your senses are diminished, um, your motor functions are diminished as well, and it can be really dangerous. Yes, I've, I've heard many of uh, the dangers of that, especially with heavy consumption and rate of drinking. Yeah, um, but it's important to note that regardless of any of these, you know, implications, it's always important to put your health first and your safety first. Um, Alcohol is not, alcohol is something that is commonly consumed among college-aged kids. Um, And I think Red Watch Band 2.0 is a great way to educate those, especially the organizations on their members, because not only does it influence the way that they can further run their organization, but it also helps them get a pretty good understanding of what their members are doing and how they can, you know, better influence them and keep them safe uh, because that's everyone's main priority. Right. Safety is very, very important, especially when on a college campus, when uh, students are exposed to this type of stuff more often. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think Red Watchman 2.0 is, it's a great program that um, many organizations should take advantage of um, because you never, you never know, um, how much it could actually help um, through, you know, the data and the evidence-based practice. I think there's a lot of good to be done through this program. And can not only be saving your life, but uh, life of a fellow member in any organization or friend, family, or just someone you happen to meet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's always the first priority. We want to keep everyone safe um, and make sure everyone's well taken care of. It's a more uh, proactive approach to this, which is very good because this is more of an evolution of red watch band 1.0 100% yeah red watch band um 1.0 um you know it incorporate has a lot of the same things that is in red watch band 2.0 but it's more focused on education educational aspects in the way that it doesn't have a lot of data incorporated within it um that is you know taken from organizations itself whereas red watch band 2.0 gets all of that data, gets all of that information from surveys that we send out prior um, and allows us to really, you know, analyze that data and give you the best um, 
best analysis of your organization. Yes, and it's more accurate and is specific to the organization you would be presenting to. Is that 100%. correct? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's um, it's super accurate. Um, we take essentially what we do is we send out a survey, um, and the, every the organization that chooses to take part in Red Watch Band 2.0 has their members take that survey as well, um, being as honest as possible. And then we get those results, analyze them, and put them into a series of charts or tables, um, things of that sort, which then are better, better equipped us to present to that organization and fully tell them, you know, our findings. Um, and I feel like that's something you can't, you can't get anywhere else, really. Um, that is very specific to Red Watch Band 2.0. Which is very interesting and very unique, which is why I think this program is would be very effective and it has been in the past. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was just incorporated this year, so we were really excited to get started and um, do as much as we can because I think this is a great step forward for the Wellness Center um, in terms of evidence-based practice because um, now that we're able to do this through Red Watchman 2.0, I can only imagine what we could do in the future with other programs incorporating data um, from organizations around campus and doing as much as we can to help and um, educate those around us. Right, and as wellness peer educators, that is our job to help promote these sort of things. 100%, yeah. Um, we always want to do our best to you know, make sure our campus community is safe and well taken care of and um, you know, everyone's making the right decisions that will, you know, hopefully benefit them in the future. Well, thank you for coming in and talking about this today. I know this is very informative, and I, for one, am excited to see the results of such a program on campus. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to see what Red Watch Band 2.0 does for the campus community. I think it'll have a lot of positive effects. Uh, with all that being said, I am have been one of your hosts, Nick Bukarski. And I'm Molly Curley. And thank you for listening. Thank you.